This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. My bosoms. My bosom. I think bosom is one. You see, you address your breasts. When you say bosom, I think it's just one bosom, both as one or three. Some people have three, three as one, but I don't think it's like this is a bosom and that's a bosom. I think this is a breast and that is a breast. This is a boob, that is a boob. This is a tit, that's a tit. But these are a bosom. <laughs> okay, cold open. I'm Delta Work and it's time for Very Delta. Jasmine Masters is here, but first, do you want to see me go off? I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. I'm Delta Work. See, I hear it. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta. That's that's too weak. I don't think that's as excited as I could be. Do you know what I mean? It sounded like a fake excitement instead of being excited. Also, this light and this light over here give me the impression that it's sunny outside and that I'm looking through a cracked window. That's how I feel. For real, for real. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who believes... Oh, fuck off. Start from the top. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who never says no to saying yes, and believes in the healing power of community and the radical freedom of an open heart. But first, let's get into some things that are very Delta. Go off Delta! Fake laughing. What is the alternative to fake laughing? You know, we're all always in situations where uh, someone's sharing a story with us or a meme or uh, makes an observation that we don't particularly find funny. Uh, We get why they find it funny or we get why the situation might be awkward. But what do you do other than fake laugh? Um, Not everybody is as equipped as those of us who are very right? So if you're very Delta or you're very Raphael or you're very uh, Diane, um, there are things that people will do or say. They'll pull you into conversations that are not interesting and you kind of like want to get out of it, but you don't want to let them know that you don't want to be involved. And you go, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And you know, I only have so many that's crazies in me. Where I get to the point where I'm like, I've got to get I've got to get out of here. Like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to be fucked up. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying what's happening here. And certainly there are times where, oh, my God, <laughs> that's crazy. There are plenty of times that that happens. But if I've said that's crazy four times in a three minute conversation, I don't want to be in that conversation. And that is my way of telling you I don't want to be in that conversation for several reasons. Not because I'm smarter, not because I have a better sense of humor, not because of any other than maybe I have to go pee and I don't want to say to you I have to go pee. Maybe uh, you're fucking boring. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm just not into it. Um, and then I think that happens for all of us, but there's no alternative to that other than saying to somebody, I'm done with this conversation. I have to excuse myself. Although you could do like a, um, uh, you could do like a pretty woman, like in the movie, pretty woman, you can go like, Tate, it's me from workout world. And then you can just walk away. Like you could do that. Um, you could do, um, what else could you do? You know, I have this, when I was a kid, we had this neighbor, her name was Vesta and she was so nice, but she gave these laughs to everyone that were so, and I knew, like I knew at 10 years old, this bitch is faking her way through it because it wouldn't just be like a chuckle at anything someone said. It was like a Saturday night live character. And she would go like, if, for instance, uh, we had another neighbor named Roger that I think she was always flirting with. And she would go, Oh, Roger. <laughs> I just, oh, I can't. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, hold on a second. Oh, I just, you, I swear. <laughs> I mean, it was like Sweeney sisters level of like, what is going on here? And when it's the Sweeney sisters, it's hilarious because it's an observation about another person, right? Vesta was really doing this. And it would be this like, where not only was it like, not only was it in here, it was in here. Like, it would be like, ah, ah, oh, oh, yeah. You know, when you're laughing with someone about something that's really, really funny. I mean, again, this isn't everybody. Maybe it's just me and my friends. Like if I'm hanging out with Raja and we're laughing about something. We have gotten to this place before and it, and it's not all the time. It's usually maybe twice a year where the laughing is so and it's my favorite feeling. It's my favorite feeling when you're laughing at something so hard that you have no way of controlling it. And then you almost gain control of it and then you fall back into it. If you've ever lost control at the sheer hilarity of something, and usually it's just the fact that you're bumping off of one another, but we will start laughing and then we'll start like pushing each other and like slapping each other's knee or shoulder. And like, she'll like full throttle me like off a couch because we just cannot stop laughing. One day we will share the story about why we were laughing so hard on Drag Race that we almost got kicked off. Um, and I'm already feeling it. But those are real laughs, right? Those are really happening because you're in that moment. But sometimes you're in a conversation with someone and you like, they'll tell you something. You go, oh, oh, I don't know about that one. And, you know, and then you like realize like, oh, wow, I am actressing the fuck through this. And that's rude. Like to me. That false, um, that false uh, encouragement or something or that false like agreement with something that you don't agree with. Like it's kind of the same as like telling somebody like, I don't know, hey, I don't like this. I'm leaving. Like I feel like it's just as one is just as rude as the other in a way. And I don't think other people think of it in that manner. So maybe I shouldn't think of it. I'm going to overthink everything. So, you know. If you're here now, you you get that that's what's going to happen. But I'm trying to analyze, what do I do? I know someone's going to come up with something and they're going to go, well, actually, what I do when I'm at a cocktail party and I just go, ha, 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 like, I don't, I just don't want to do that all the time. Sometimes, and you know, somebody's showing you a meme. I show people memes all the time and I'm like, isn't this hilarious? And they're like, if I have to think about it, it's not that funny. And for me, if I don't have to think about it, it's stupid. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, God bless the three stooges and what they provided for the world. But like, I'm just not dying over it all the time. Like, no shade to anyone else. The Benny Hill is not doing it for me. Like, I just need, like, I guess I like observational things and I like uh, being able to relate to something. I cannot relate to, like, walking out of a, like, uh, walking out of a kitchen and hitting someone with, like, 
a, a, a rolling pin. Like that to me, I'm like, you just hurt someone. Like what, what is this hilariousness of that? Um, I need something else. So it's hard for me to laugh through it when I'm like, really? For real? That's so funny. I don't know. I laugh at stupid shit. I laugh at shit that's probably not even funny to other people. I don't know. I don't like, and you know, I mean, you know, I don't like pranks. I just, especially when someone's getting hurt. Oh my God. Why is that interesting? Why is that funny? Fake laughing. What do you do? Somebody's telling you a story and they're like, can you believe such and such happened? And I'm like, no, that is crazy. And I always like, I'll, the one thing I do that maybe is the only advice I can give is someone will say something and like, I'll, I'll laugh it off for a second. I'm like, Oh my God, I had no idea. That is wild. Ugh, that's crazy. No, like I'll kind of do that. And then I'll get to the point where I'm like, Oh wait, 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 wait. Did you see the shoes over there? Girl. And I'll like pat somebody on the arm and I'll walk away thinking like, look what I left you with. And I left them with something just as stupid as they were serving me the whole time. But I'm trying to find a way out where I'm like, I have no choice but to leave. I, oh, oh, twist my arm. I'm being pulled away. Sorry. Oh, my God. Ooh, sorry. Ooh. Oh, wait. I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, there, you know what? Look, look who's here. Look at this one. Ah. Can you? I can't with you. I can't with you. Stop it. No. No. You, I see. I knew you were going to be like this. I knew you were going to be like this. Those things really happen with real friends, with real people. So why I don't want to waste it on people that it's not really happening with. But I also don't want to be fucked up. What do you say? What do you do? Like... I know there's another way out of it that's not rude, but it's not factual. Because you can't just, you know, and people do it too. Like, uh, listen, I'm an old lady. I can't see shit. I can't hear shit. Uh, I hate when I'm in a club and someone is like whispering to me like, oh, did you know? And they're talking like that. And I'm like, there is music playing. There's people dancing all over. I'm trying to talk on the microphone. I'm trying to do this. And people are sitting all the way over from me, carrying on a full conversation. And I'm just like, that meme of, I don't know who she is. Maybe it's a girl from Horror Story or something. And she's like looking at the camera and she's like, like doing all these funny faces. I feel like that's real. I feel like I do that when I'm trying to like let people know like, I'm acknowledging that we're having a conversation, but I can't, I'm not giving to this conversation. And I also cannot hear what you're saying. And no matter how many times I tell you, I can't fucking hear you. You're going to still keep talking. So if I've made it clear to you that I can't hear what you're saying and you still talk to me, fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to go. You are, knock it off, you, stop it, stop it, stop it right now, you are crazy, you are crazy, I'm gonna do all that, that's that fakeness, because I've already said to you, babe, I love you so much, I wanna hear what you have to say, but I can't fucking hear you, there's a speaker right here, there's a speaker right here, I'm trying to talk on this microphone, trying to put on nails, or I'm trying to have these people and somebody comes and grabs you by the arm. They're like, hey, bitch, I want to talk to you. Bitch, you remind me of my fucking aunt. You remind me of my fucking aunt. And I want to fucking tell you something. <sighs> I don't want to smell that. I don't want to smell that. I don't want to hear that. I want to talk to you. But I don't need you like pulling on me and like acting like just because you can hear yourself talk that I can hear you. We need to just like dismiss ourselves over to the side and say, hey, I know it's a little loud in there. Let's come out here to the edge of the party where we can have a little chit chat. And I can tell you about my aunt and uh, how much fun I had when last we met. I want to have those kinds of connections. I don't want to like look at you and go, ah. Do you want to see me take a break? Because I think you want to see me take a fucking break.
podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online, and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality, and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders. You can have an online store. You can sell your products directly on your site. And they offer amazing analytics, too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Are you ready? Do you feel good? Are we making a podcast? <laughs> okay. Are we making a, a, a YouTube talk show with an audio element or <laughs> audio podcast with a visual element? <laughs> she is a Libra with something to say. We're so thrilled she's here. No, ma'am, Pam. It's the one and only Miss Jasmine <laughs> Diane Masters. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> That, that middle name. I don't know where that middle name came from. I don't know, but we have always done like I, I, I names on the side for with everybody. Us. Yeah. Um, Delta Louise work. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Fantasia also gets Fantasia Diane. Yeah. Janice. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Michelle. Lamour. Lamour. <laughs> it's interesting because people uh, will talk to both of us and they're like, mm-hmm. how come you don't have Jasmine on the show? Or they'll say to you, how come you don't do Very Delta? Yes. And I think. Um, People don't realize how long we've known each other. Right. And that we come from basically one of the same drag family. Yeah. That being the Dream Girls. Yes. All oh, the Dream Girls. Love the Dream Girls. Yeah. Um, yes. They don't realize that. And I remember the first time um we did a show in Hollywood, it was at that place. That, oh God, what was it called? Um, it was the the venue was called Velvet, but it was yes. not not Velvet in Orange County. No, but it was Velvet here, and uh-huh. we did um, Calexius Colby and uh-huh. and um, um, was Roger there too. I believe so, but we were all it was all Bond music, like James Bond type yeah. girls. Because I did a uh, Tina Turner. Uh huh. Um. Oh, I know. I I can't think of that show. I can't think of that name of that show, and I've seen a picture of us. Uh, a while about, uh, like this was about a few months ago uh-huh. that we taken on the couch and right. our little dressing room it was yep. all of us yeah and we originally because um, those were the girls that originally had all the shows at Peanuts mm-hmm. and then they were deciding yes. to do something over there yeah, yeah. that's yeah. when they left Peanuts right uh-huh. and then we went over there yep, yep. Oh, I wow. don't know why Peanuts was closed for a minute. I don't remember what it was, if it was like a renovation or something. Oh, the hoes. Yeah. The hoes stroll just moved. <laughs> they it got, just moved. The neighbors started complaining about condos being in their front lawns and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that whole area had uh, the French Market yes. was there. Uh-huh. We would park up on the side. And what was that, Yukon? Was uh-huh. the little eat, the eatery place? Walk we down, or, not yes. really walk, but... I guess you could if you were looking for work. Well, they were work. They, they right. were walking and looking. We drove. We drove. We drove. <laughs> we were drivers. But we were employed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were, we, I say to people before, I say to people all the time, um, we've been many women in our lives. Yes. So, yes. And we'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at we'll that. We'll just leave it at that. Hey. We'll save it for the book. We'll save it for the book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've we've like, oh my gosh, when I think about the work that we've done at Dream Girls, like... Of course, we were originally over at Mickey's. Mm-hmm. Then we were at Rage, which is now called um, Heart. Heart. Yes. Uh-huh. But Dream Girls is still going strong in San Diego. Yes. There's, uh, remember when we did uh, MJ's? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> <Yes>. that? <laughs> MJ's was a leather bar uh-huh. in Silver Lake. Yes. And we had the show there. And every time we went to do that show, every one of us was like, they don't want us here. They don't they want don't us here. <laughs> Why are we here? We, yeah. wanted the, we wanted the money. Yes. But yes. they looked at us like, what the fuck are, what what are the fuck you done? Yeah, we want to be in our leather and our little right. chaps and jock straps and 
that's when Chad would always say, like, he would pull up the flyers. He's like, look at the flyers for the other nights. Toe Jam Tuesday. Okay. Funky Feet Fridays. <laughs> like, Armpits Wednesdays. Right. Yeah, that's Shit and so, Thread on Thursdays. Shit and Thread. We got, that's another thing for the book. We could share the story about Shit and Thread, but... Um, it, we can. We just can leave a name out. We have to leave names out. Yeah, let's we do. do that. We do. Um, <laughs> you, you just recently... <laughs> Oh my God. You're originally from San Diego. Yes. And you've lived in LA forever. Mm-hmm, about 24 years now. Uh huh. And then now LA. you've taken up residence in more than one place, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, which is the smart thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Because now you're out in the desert. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank you. Yeah, the desert. Yeah. How are you loving that? It's peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really peaceful. It, it's never any traffic. Right. The grocery stores or any stores are just, the lines are short, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's a big, happy situation there. Right. But, you know, I always love the desert. I always love, like, Palm Springs and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like at this age, going on 47, thank you, um, <laughs> I think it's great for me because it, it's, it's calm. Mm-hmm. It's not so busy like L.A. and everywhere. It's so peaceful. It's very calm there. I think we all, like, those of us that, like, sort of did all of our time at Toucans together, mm-hmm. we um, have a, a special place because when we started working out in Palm Springs, mm-hmm. early 2000s, um, there really wasn't, uh, there wasn't a lot of weekly drag events with mm-hmm. the same casts. Correct. So we were doing that and we would, go, you know, we would drive out, we mm-hmm. would get a room, we would go hang out after, we would yeah. be on the patio till three in the morning. All of that. We experienced, uh, you know, uh, the clothing optional places. Did we not? And I learned a lot because I didn't know what was going on there. Right. Uh, But we we had a wonderful time. We did. I think I always tell people, um, they always say, well, how was your drag career coming up? Because they say, oh, it's so tough now. You got to go through this. I'm like, I had an easy ride. You know, I thought mine from the time I started at the gate, it just kept going up. Mm -hmm. Um. And I've always been very thankful to Kiwi, mm-hmm. um, who was a dream girl, my dr- drag auntie who passed away, um, to you, because mm-hmm. you was the one who introduced me to Palm Springs. Oh, okay. I never performed at Palm Springs before. I never, well, I did go to Palm Springs before, drag and all that other stuff, but I never performed in Palm Springs until I did your show on Wednesday or Thursday. We used to have Wednesdays, yeah. yeah. And then... It took off from there for me to be out in that area, right. you know, way out there, because I did the IE and Riverside and that stuff. Right. But like I always say, Delta, I always say you was a big part of my drag career getting to where it's at. I think we supported each other the whole way through. Yeah, I we mean, are, we did. We, we did. We have. We did. That's what I'm saying. It's so interesting to me when people, I think people look at outward appearances and they go, oh, these queens go with these queens. These queens mm-hmm. go with these queens. And they don't realize, like, especially from the show. Right. People who may know you from the show or know me from the show, they kind of assign you with that cast. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that, oh, no, there's other people that have known each other for so long. Yes. And you're one of those people that um, I I hold as my family because you know me at my absolute worst, mm-hmm. but you only champion my best. Mm-hmm. You are that person that's like, oh, no, I know exactly what's going to throw her off the rails. Mm-hmm. I know how she's going to lose her mind. To the point where we've been at places before where you're like, hey, I'm sending you a video of what the dressing room looks like because I know yes. you'll turn around. Yes. Or you'll say, you'll say, you know what? You're gonna have we're gonna have to move this configuration because uh-huh. she's gonna want to be over there. Yeah. It's gonna be best for all of us. Right. If she doesn't lose her mind. Yes. And the same with me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I know how jazz I know what Jasmine's gonna want. If because you are somebody who um for me, um, while people go, Oh, Jasmine, she has something to say, something to say, which is a tagline, but mm-hmm. you do have a lot to say mm-hmm. because I think you have that wisdom that comes from experience. Yes. And so you're like, I've seen all this set up before. I know what's going to happen. Right. I know who's going to say what, how they're going to say it. And that's something I'm lucky to know mm-hmm. because then you're like, I only want those people around then. Right. I don't want exactly. all this other noise. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause, and that comes from us, like, just being around each other so long and we worked in all these different clubs with the Dream Girls and we had dressing rooms that was bathrooms, right. closets. Uh, alleys, the parking lot. So we, when you work with some somebody so long and you know how they are and you see them in different environments, you can say, you know what, Delta not gonna like that corner. So let's fix this because you know right. we just know how to make each other feel comfortable in the worst situations that we are. Right. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think when people think about you, they know that you are a very adept 
celebrity impersonator. You, mm-hmm. you, As much as you can do a dance song, you can do a pop song, you can do all these different things, which, by the way, anybody that does not know this, and again, people will assign us and go, oh, Delta's going to do, you know, uh, a, a Big Mama Broadway song. Right. Or this person's going to do a dance song. I think it surprises people, and I remember it did surprise me the first time, many, well, decades ago now, when you were like, writing in your list, and you're like, uh-huh, Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> and people are like... Why? But they don't realize right. at the age that we're at, we have so much music to yes. pull from. Yes. And you are just, you love that music. Yeah. And people think, oh, you're going to love, I love, because music. you're known for Patti LaBelle. Mm-hmm. So they think, oh, you only listen to Patti LaBelle. Right. But you listen to so much else. Yeah. I don't listen to Adele all the time. Right. But I'm going to do Adele when it's, you know, appropriate for yes. me. Right, right. Do you have a favorite Patti LaBelle look? Because you do a lot. And there's a lot of looks. Oh, my God. Well, you know, the one... <laughs> The ones I don't have to wear pads. Right, 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 right. <laughs> the one where I ain't got to be padded is my favorite ones. But, you know, she has, to me, I think her looks are just amazing to myself. Uh-huh. So anyone that I have on of her is my favorite, honestly. You do absolutely um, do some, all the signature moves, including shoes coming off. Mm-hmm. Do all the shoes always come back? Because no. they go places. They do. Girl, one time we was performing. I, we, we had a show in San Diego uh-huh. for um, the Imperial Court System down there. And this is early on in my career. We was at the place called The Hole, uh-huh. which is like somewhere downtown. A hole. Or, yeah. A hole. <laughs> it was a hole. You had to go down. It was a hole. Right. But literally. I think it's still there. And it was fun. And girl, I was so into the music, and on the other side of the the building, it was like this wall. But the wall was it was another building, mm-hmm. and it had the roof where it's like a little, like it's the roof, but it had like a little bit more high up. Mm-hmm. Girl, I kicked my shoe, and my shoe went over there, and my shoe probably still there to this day. Yeah, because it just flew over there, and I looked, and I said, "Damn, I just got that shoe," uh-huh. and it's gone. But sometimes I kick shoes off and. People didn't give them back. Yeah. Um, they kept one. I have one. I've seen it. And I'm like, where's my shoe? <laughs> I have seen it. People really want those droppings. Yeah. Yeah, they, they do. do. Well, especially your shoes because um, you're not a gargantuan, so you can wear normal size shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the library of beautiful shoes. Oh, thank you. I mean, you really do. Like, you will find a shoe to match an outfit or coordinate with an outfit. Yeah. Buckles, rhinestones, uh, and, and you know, like I say, because you um, you know you work hard, so you invest in what what you mm-hmm. want. And there was a time when we didn't have those things, right? And we had a rhinestone. And I think yes. uh, one of my favorite things that we used to do that we don't really have to do anymore is the cards. Oh you, yeah, our cards and make earrings and stuff. Tell out of people, <laughs> I used to take cards, like playing cards, and uh, cut them up in a different style or whatever. And I just used to add rhinestones to them and put a little back to it and yep. make an earring out of it. We did it all the time. We and did it all the time. I got it from her. And then if you fix your hair like this or something, they can't see the back of it. Right. So you don't even have to worry about that. Yeah, you got to worry about that. We used to do we some, did some shit. stuff. We could still do that. Yeah. We just don't have the time to do it. I'm we don't ti- have... too tired. Yeah, you know what? I think because we came into the game where we got, we got into the game and we took off. Right. You know, we was just... Shoo, you right. know, it was just so much that so we did so much so fast and so long until now. We like, girl, please, I did that already. Exactly. And we did it for years, not one, two. We did it like 12, 15 years. So yeah. now we have time to relax. And there was we, nowhere we, to really we, buy we the stuff work. either. And if you were yeah. going to buy it, it was so expensive. It was very expensive right. then. Now you can find rhinestone earrings at damn CVS. Right. And be like, oh, I can... <laughs> These work perfectly, but they'll be fine. Yeah, but I, I'm glad that we had that creativity to make and to do things to, you know, still right. look presentable and be one of a kind. Right. Yeah. I love that. Let's take a break. are back chatting with Jasmine Masters about hey. anything and all of it. You have a lot of big projects coming up. Um, mm-hmm. One that recently started, which is Jish Sundays in Oakland. Yes. And uh, it's just taking off. It's taking wow. off. Yeah. It's Tell amazing. Um, 
I'm still in awe over mm-hmm. having a show um, in Oakland because I'm not from Oakland. Right. You know, um, the owners there, Sean and Richie, they had loved me since the show or before the show because they used to watch my videos. I had something to say all the time. Right. Um, so after the show and stuff, a uh, drag race and all that stuff, um, I was going up there to Port Bar, where they, that, where which is their other bar mm-hmm. that they have, and doing a brunch. And he told me when I was thinking about moving to Oakland or Atlanta or wherever, just something different. He was like, "Well, if you move up here, I got a job for you." Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, "Okay, you know, at least I know I could work at the, you know, the Port Bar, do the brunch, and maybe a night show or not." But then um, he approached me saying, "Oh, you know, we just bought a new club, and we want you to be the MC of it." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't live in Oakland. Like, I don't, you know, I think a girl that should be in the city should do it. He's like, no, because we want you, because we, you know, love you or whatever. And we want you to book the Drag Race girls, the Dragula girls, and Legendary girls, and the men as well, um, our kings. And we'll take her local talent. Okay. And I was like, okay. He said, because people here really do like and, you know, love you or not. So um, I started hosting it. And it's been going, like, amazingly great like mm-hmm. we be selling out of all of our seats with tables and stuff and the food is really good so i oh. go to the eat and get my check no that sounds good <laughs> but it's been really good though yeah yeah well i mean i think uh, especially in northern california central california um we've worked quite a bit because mm-hmm. uh even before drag race Going up there, working different events with Ronnie, mm-hmm. all over. So we we've seen the prides from Fresno Pride, Rainbow Festivals, everything up there, all of it. And then of course there was always like viewing parties. Mm-hmm. So it's something that was just ingrained in us. Myself, you, Mariah, um, uh, a mayhem. Like there's a lot of girls mm-hmm. that just over and over would be like. Is it your turn to go up north or who are we going to be with? Exactly. Yeah. So I think it does make sense because that community um, has seen you in all those different phases. And they've seen me um, since 93, 94. I think 94 is when I started traveling up north Mm because I've been a part of the Imperial Court system. Right. For since I started drag. Right. And I was going up there to do a lot of the court functions and all that stuff. So I've been seen around the city a lot through doing that and people knowing who I am and mm-hmm. all that's jazz, yada, yada, yada. So I already had a good, um, I don't want to say fan base, but I had a good uh, appearance right. there before the show. So people already was familiar with me, right. which I didn't realize that until, you know, right. now. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. But where are the best taco shops? Because you always talk about going to a taco shop mm-hmm. and you know that San Diego is the best. Really oh. goes the fuck off when it Everywhere comes. Everywhere you go in San Diego. Honestly. You can honestly, get some good food in San you Diego. You can. Especially good Mexican food. That's What's your favorite. order though? What do you, what do you, if you're going to go somewhere you've never been before, taco shop. Um, and you're hungry. I get, um, it's either a, a crony asada burrito. Okay. Or a chicken burrito. And I would get the opposite. Like, if I get a burrito with chicken or, or a steak, uh-huh. I'm going to do a taco with the other one. Okay. And that way I could test both both of the meats out because they pretty much had the same things in there anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's my go-to. And they have, like, enchiladas. I may say, let me try the enchiladas. Red sauce or green sauce for hot sauce? Both. Both. Okay. Sometimes See, I, I have to that. mix them because yes. I need the flavor to be right. Yes. Sometimes the red one have that extra peppery, uh-huh. uh, like, paprika or something. It's not... Uh-huh. Good. But when you mix it with the green, it tastes right. So right. sometimes you got to mix it. Sometimes both of them are right. Uh-huh. And I just pour pour them on there. Uh-huh. Or I tell them, put extra hot sauce in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I deal with heartburn later. Do you get heartburn? Oh, girl, yes. How I started getting it? it this year. It's a mess. Why? Because we're getting older? Yes. Really? Because <laughs> I never I had it before. I feel like I get heartburn. Well, you know, I'll just shit myself wherever. <laughs> There's the heartburn. I haven't been shitting yet. Yeah. It feels so funny because we were just talking about um, drinking coffee. Uh-huh. And you know I'm a coffee person. Right. So um, my friends did say, oh, it just runs through me. And I'm like, baby, I ain't had that problem yet. No. No. Thank, no. thank You have God. grip. I have grip. <laughs> grip. <laughs> I'm still tight. <laughs> like this. Yeah, I'm still good back there. Right, right. Yeah, you still but, have a... Uh... Um, Do you... Um... Do you when you sit down, like say you go to a restaurant, say you're gonna eat at a Mexican restaurant, mm-hmm. would you order like 
coffee to drink? Would you order just water, a Coke, or like a margarita? Uh, I get a red wine. A red wine. I get a red wine or something. Every blue moon, I may get like a Corona beer or something, uh-huh. but that's going to keep me running to the bathroom to pee. Yeah. Uh, but I do like red wine a lot. And the margaritas, I could do, but I just they make me cold. Uh-huh. So I get like real cold and stuff. If you're ever in a dressing room with Jasmine, or you're just ever in any dressing room and no one's in there, you will know which drink is belongs to Jasmine Masters because it will have a napkin <laughs> over it with a straw running through the napkin. Yeah. I don't care what drink it is, coffee, yeah, wine, a bottle of water, because powder, all that uh-huh. shit gets everywhere. Yeah. I know you'll always do your makeup um, with a glove mm-hmm. on, which is very, very smart. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't feel it if I do that, but maybe I should do that. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes our dressing rooms are not with bathrooms. Like, not... Our dressing rooms are not dressing rooms like where we have a sink right. to wash our hands. So we're just in there. When we touch our clothes, it's, we stain our clothes. Mm-hmm. So I learned using a glove a long, long time ago from Tommy Ross that you just put a glove on, and when you're done, just take it off and put lotion on your hands so your hands won't be chalky. Right. Like, yeah. And you're ready to go. And you're ready to go. What about when you put lotion on your feet? <laughs> Well, <laughs> and you were a sandal, a sandal pump, and that foot goes sliding, and your the, the the strap is all the way on top of your foot. See, you're the you are the Jasmine Masters, the master of all uh, hiding pads, hiding tights. Like you're so good at that. You'll um for me when I think of you, a, a signature look is a, a form fitted cocktail dress, or if I was thinking like um. If somebody said, make a Jasmine Masters doll, mm-hmm. I would probably do it with a cropped fitted top with maybe like long sleeves or cap sleeves. Mm-hmm. And then there would be a midriff and then there would be like a ruched gathered skirt that went below the knees. Mm-hmm. But what I know about you is that you'll al- you'll always see skin, mm-hmm. but there's still garments on that are going to protect you and conceal you the way that you want to be concealed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'll always have like, you'll have body creams or lotions or scented creams. And then, so the reason we're laughing about the the feet is because you put them on your feet. There was this one time when you put them on your feet and you went out to perform and the toe, the sandal was beautiful. It was this high. This bitch will not wear a low heel. You just cannot. Even for a comedy number, you won't do it. Uh-uh. And you've got comedy numbers. Yeah. But you won't do it. I, I, don't, I can't. You can't feel reason, it. But I'm in drag. I can't wear them Debbies. Right. I feel weird. Like, I know you it's do. It's off track for me. And like, and like, I think it was last year. You were like, "Look, Delta, I got some um, like Blanche Devereaux shoes, like yours." And I'm like, "Girl, yours are still fucking five and a half inches high." I'm over here with these little three and a half inches, <laughs> yeah. and you got and. But I remember you. You said, "Bitch, my feet." You were gripping yes. as you were walking. Yes. Because <laughs> I was sliding through like I was in snow. But you but you were like your skin was fresh. Yeah. It was glossy. It was yeah. pretty. Have you there's a lot of people that that call themselves Jasmine. A lot of people. Really? But have you met Jasmine Sullivan or Jasmine Guy? No. No. I have not. And Jasmine Guy is how I came up with my name, Jasmine. Okay, tell everyone. Because when I was, they was doing a, a Patti LaBelle con- uh, contest in San Diego to win tickets to go see her. Mm-hmm. And my best friend was like, oh, you're going to win these tickets before we buy us some. And I've done drag maybe before, but it wasn't like in a club scene. It was just at somebody's backyard boogie or something. Right. And so I didn't have a drag name, but I did have a, at this time I had a drag mother. Mm-hmm. and the host was like, well, what's your drag name? And I was like, girl, I ain't got no drag name. So she was like, well, do you have, like, a drag mother? I said, yeah. And I said, this is her name, which was her last name was Masters. So she was like, well, what's your first name? I was like, I don't know. So we sitting there trying to come up with names before the next performer, before the performer before me got off because I was next. Uh-huh. So I go through, oh, p- let's do Patty Masters. No, that's not it. Let's go. I'm going through all the women that I loved from right. TV or whatnot, nothing works. So when I said Whitley Masters, I said, no, let's do Jasmine Masters. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, oh, that's cute. So the host said, do you like it? I said, yeah, I like that Jasmine Masters and whatnot because, you know, I love Whitley or Jasmine Guy from Different World. And um, the host said, okay, bring it up to the stage contestant number six, Jasmine Masters. Uh-huh. And my music started playing. So I had to go down the steps and, and do stuck. the show and it stuck. I didn't have time... 
I couldn't change my name, and it would have been not a smart move because after I had performed, my name just flew around everywhere for some reason, mm-hmm. and we didn't have the social media and all of that. But and I won the contest, and it just stuck. And then this really big group um, that used to have this. Uh, Big old party once a year called Friends Unlimited. Uh-huh. It was more like a guy type group. They never had drag queens perform. Mm-hmm. They asked me and a couple other girls that night to come perform for their show, which is on Saturday. Okay. So me trying to change my name would have been not a smart deal because I was already known for Jasmine Masters. Right. And that's how I got my name. Now, what about not everybody knows this? Maybe if they're they know you very very well. What about Passion Masters? Oh. See, I was going to change my name to be Passions, too. So when you came up with that name for me, it was so funny because um, I was trying to think of something that was more a little bit more sexier, uh-huh. more, you know, young, want to be a little slut, you know. So I was trying <laughs> to think of something that was that. And when you started calling me that, I just thought it was so funny because I'm like, I'm going to change my name to be that. Yeah. And it- that's like my Sasha Fear. That's my when I'm wearing my mid-drift and my short little skirts uh-huh. and doing... You know, if I was your girlfriend. Because it comes out. It does. Oh, yes, and I don't does. think people know that, but it does. Uh-huh. It comes out. It's just, it's a feeling when everything everything you have is on. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, just as you said, with, with, with the shoes, uh, people may not realize, but, you know, when those are not on, you don't have the same gait when you walk. Mm-hmm. You don't have the same feeling. You mm-hmm. don't feel as... Uh, compelled to to say because right. yes you have something to say but then it can come out in different ways it come out in different ways yeah and, and it's funny you say that because someone had told me um, I think about two weeks ago they said when you do certain numbers there's a certain aura that you have mm-hmm. when you're doing a gospel song or you're doing patty and when you do like rap or you do something that's, you know, where you got to bend over, touch your toes, arch your back, breathe through your nose, all that stuff. They say it's a present that you put out that goes with the music that you're giving. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? I stopped just out there, you know, doing me. But then I had to think. I said, there is something because I won't go out there doing Patty and then, you know, or something like that and arch in my back. Right. Because it don't match. Well, that and I think that is something that I've never talked to anyone about in doing in, in the time doing this show mm-hmm. but it's something that I can't talk to everyone about because I don't see it in all of them and that is um you know off the top of the show we say um I'm going to speak extemporaneously obviously meaning off the top of my head mm-hmm. and so when you perform when I perform and I, this is not a flex I just think it's the truth mm-hmm. when many of our close friends do perform we don't go out and go, okay, when I go out, I do this at this point. Do the, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's how you feel in the moment. In the moment. So especially when I see um, you do like a gospel song, which has such a special place in my heart because those are times when however you feel at the moment, whatever's been happening in the moment, whatever's been on your mind in those couple of days, mm-hmm. it's going to come out differently that time than it did Tuesday. Absolutely. And then next week when somebody goes, oh, do this. You might have to say, I can't do that. I don't feel like doing that. Right. It's not in me. Right. And that's when you perform extemporaneously. Mm-hmm. It today I'm sexy. Tomorrow I'm I, I'm I'm in my feelings. Yeah. The next day I want to be a celebrity impersonation. Right. Like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's the part of doing our uh, craft is that we get to show our emotions through music. Right. You know? Right. And that's why I tell people, don't box yourself in being the the stunt queen or the disco queen because they're going to want to see that all the time. And you may not feel that way. Right. You may want to do a deal. Right. And that's why when I do Melissa Etheridge or Shania Twain, girl, I did Shania Twain. <clears throat> right. Me. Um, if you're not in it for love, that is my uh-huh. song. And I done it. And girl, they were so floored. Right. But I'm like, I love music. And I right. want to express myself, you know, and that's something I want to express myself to. Right. Like when I do Olga Thayan, I can't get the word out. Missed on the other side. Yeah. They be like, what the? You've been doing that for years. That's how I feel. I feel the music. Right. And I try to give, I try to bring the feeling to the music so you can understand what I'm trying to show you and get you to learn or whatnot, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. If I was your girlfriend. Hey. I'm glad my knees still good. (laughs) I wish I had knees that were good. Let's take a break.
And we are back with the gorgeous, my sister, my friend, Jasmine Masters. We are um, at the point of the podcast okay. where people write in letters. Read me Delta! And if you want to write a letter, you can write it to readmedelta at gmail.com. Questions, I would say comments, but we don't mm-hmm. really want all them comments. Yes, yeah, a lot of comments. Right, there's, there's going to be a lot of them. Um, but this, you know, they have no idea even who's here. So, all right, so the first letter is here. Let's see. Dear Delta and special guest, in my life, I have had a few experiences that surprised me because they made me feel joy that was so overwhelming that it made me feel like it was a movie. What is the story of something that happened to you at a performance, on stage, backstage, that was so special that it made you emotional, maybe even to the point of tears? Uh, Love, very Danica M. Anything special? I mean, I know for you, especially, I mean, I'm not going to put it, I'm just going to say from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. The Patty experiences are always mm-hmm. magical. I always feel um, like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, whenever I go to a concert, when she calls me on stage, or whether she recognizes me when I bring her flowers and stuff, because the feeling that I have when I first really experienced her on TV, I get that same experience like right. every time I go see her. Right. And I see her now, he's about 70 times. So <laughs> you really have yeah, like literally. I, yeah. And I get that feeling every time and it just gives me so much encouragement and so much like drive to want to mm-hmm. keep going and, you know, things to be OK. A special moment for me just happened. And that was um, during Long Beach Pride. I did the night show mm-hmm. at Mary's after we had been at the festival. We'd done all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jules came back and she goes, I don't know what this means to you. But the Mary Jane girls just walked in and they're uh-huh. seated. At I was a table. there. Yeah. Yes. And I lost my mind because uh-huh. I was. And people were like, "What's it? Calm down." And I'm like, "I can't calm down." Y'all don't like, understand. This, you don't understand. Yes. Like, I know this. I right. know, like this is so important to me. And mm-hmm. they're like, "Why?" Because you know, my favorite girl group ever across the board is the Pointer Sisters. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite girl group. And you know, I always perform like. Um, um, the Shirelles or all that yes. kind of stuff. But my favorite girl group is the Pointer Sisters just because it reminds me of being a kid. Uh-huh. They're my favorite voices. Uh-huh. I love it. So, you know, uh, rest in peace, the Pointer Sisters, mm-hmm. all of them as a group. But, you know, if the Pointer Sisters came in, I don't I mean, I was controlling myself because it was Mary Jane. Right, right. But the point, it's just those things where, like you said, you felt, you 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 go down to this feeling of being embraced mm-hmm. by by something you've always known. Yes, even like as silly as being on Drag Race. I remember when um, I had to lip sync against Mariah, and and they you know they we, you go to the back and they after they announce and you get yeah. a minute, and the girls were like, "Are you worried? Are you worried?" And Raja came up and she goes, "What are you going to be worried about?" We've been listening to that song our whole lives. Our whole lives. Just go out there and do it. Who yeah. cares? And of course, you know, we didn't know Mariah. She's like, I don't think that girl knows how to lip sync. She's a model. She did it. You know, and it was right. just that kiki. But yeah. in that moment, when you think of music that you love so mm-hmm. much, we are so connected with music. Yes. It really, really is. Uh-huh. And we can just riff off of like, girl, what's this song that goes like, did it, and you'll like, just like we did yeah. a minute ago. Yes. And we, we were talking it right about automatically. Yeah. Do you play music? When you take a shower or not really? Yes. You do? Uh-huh. Okay, so if you have, do you, what do you put on? Do you put on like a shuffle or? Um, a shuffle. It just depends on my mood and sometimes, yeah, it just depends on my mood. But yeah. I just do a shuffle or a Luther Vandross uh, album, Patty, or, you know, Beyonce or Lil' Kim, Nicki Minaj. It's just my mood, whatever I feel like right. putting on. But I got to have music when I'm. When you're taking a yeah, shower. Yeah, I like it. Do you ever take a bath? Mm. Not really. I'm not really a bath person. Uh-huh. I haven't been a bath person in a long time. Because uh-huh. I, I I, don't like sitting down, whether it's my own bathtub or not. Uh-huh. I just don't like sitting there in the water. I know it's relaxing and all that. But just it's turn, like a marinade. Yeah, just turn the, the, the heat up on the water. Right. And I just let the water run on my back while I'm standing. Right. Because you still got to get up and shower to get the dirt off. All of it. So off. it's like, no, nah, I don't want to sit. And then you have to take the nozzle and cl- clean And get the all soap. the little ring around there. So, oh my God, we're I telling did. people how dirty we are. <laughs> but I mean, everybody got it. It doesn't matter. Cause you, you especially have it with makeup, right? Yeah, see? And yeah. I hate that look. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, nah, but I don't really like baths and stuff. I'm such a, a person that- I like showers. Let's get that clear. Yeah, no, we shower. <laughs> we bathe. Yeah. Um, I, I always- if I put on like a shuffle station, the second I get in the shower, the song will be right. And then I'm like, 
oh, I don't like this song. And then I have to reach out and change it. Dry your so hand what I, off and change it. Yeah. So what I always put on is the album that I can listen to from the beginning to the, to the end. very end. Absolutely. That I know every word to. Mm-hmm. And that's The Comfort Zone by Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams, yes. It is my ultimate. Uh-huh. Producer Mark was talking about um, the song um, Work To Do. I got work to do. I don't know do. why I don't perform that. And I love, you know, that's I perform a, it. Yeah, I know you yeah, do. I it's love such that. such a good song. That is such a good song. Yeah, all and of them. And it's kind of sexy as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it has, and then there's, what's that other song on there? Freedom. 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 Com- uh, I love that. Oh, that was a hot CD. I listened, I listened to it this morning when I took a shower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who did I listen to today? Oh, I was going through, um, uh, what's Baby Girl? Aretha Franklin. Uh-huh. I was listening to um, Giving Him Something He Could Feel. So good. Yes. So Oh, uh, the Funky Divas album. And uh-huh. Vogue, the, first, Vogue. the first yes. album. So uh-huh. good. Starts with the, the conversation behind yes. the stage. Uh-huh. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. Dear Very Delta, losing trust in someone's hard. Have you ever lost trust in someone and then reestablished that trust? How did you do it? Also, what are the qualities of a good rectum hole? Oh. Warm regards, Chevy. 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 There's a lot going on here. Trust. Okay. Holes. Holes. And the Chevy. Chevy. <laughs> what are the qual? Well, okay. This Actually, before we get to trust, we have to get to a, a trick that you taught me. And I don't think everybody knows about. And when you talk about rectum holes uh-huh. uh, or or wrecking holes, but it's all about uh, Tic Tacs. <laughs> Tic Tacs. This is important. Listen up, kids. This is important from your Auntie Jasmine Masters. This is an Auntie Kiki that you probably did not know you were going to oh, have. Oh, my God. But it is the true. Thing, my brain. It's, it's a party mouth. trick. It is. It's a party trick. Um, after you, you know, clean yourself, of course. Shower or bathe. Shower or bathe. Mm-hmm. And, of course, dish, because uh-huh. you're probably going to be a bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody's going to go back there and use their mouth on your hole, mm-hmm. you put a little Tic Tac in there. And the Tic Tac will give it flavor. Right. So they back there yumming, yumming, yumming. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the Tic Tac. I never put a Tic Tac in my asshole because I just feel like the mint of it may burn it. And I don't mm-hmm. need no problems back there. But um, someone had told me about that a long time ago. And I was like, what? And he said, yeah, they're going to eat like his no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I never put it in for me. But I, I have, have I have told people to do it. And uh-huh. they- <laughs> See, I, I, I started losing return customers when I was putting raisinets in there. Raisinets! And I just thought it was like the same thing. And people no, were like, this uh-uh. doesn't seem clean. Because the raisins <sighs> think. Yeah, that's all. I and don't all like that chocolate started pouring yeah, out. Yeah, it was muddy. That's not good. So that don't look muddy good. Buddies. Muddy buddies. Muddy buddies. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> muddy buddies. Muddy buddies. Yeah. Muddy buddies. Um, what about the um, Chevy was asking about trust? How, mm-hmm. how do you rebuild trust with people? How, how does that? I can't. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard. really hard because I I. I I'm the type of person where I don't care what you have. You can have money. You can have all the things. I don't want you for that. Right. I don't want you to be my friend. Mm-hmm. I need your friendship. I don't care about the things you got because I'm happy with myself and I'm happy with the blessings that I got. Right. So all the other stuff you got, I don't care. Just be my friend because I'm going to treat you absolutely 1,000%. I ain't going to dog you behind your back. I'm not going to dog you in your face. I'm going to always be honest with you. And I'm giving you trust. Well, you know, I know Jasmine is not going to do that. Jasmine, that's what I give out. Mm-hmm. And if somebody break that trust in me, baby, I can't trust you. Right. And it's hard for me. I, can, I can't go back. Right. Now I can forgive you, but we will never have that same bond because you broke trust. And now I don't need to get second guess if you're dissing me behind my back or whatever the case may be. That's like with relationships, being in a relationship with someone. If I can't trust you, I can't be with you. Mm-hmm. because I don't need to worry about the negativity with you. I need to mm-hmm. always think positive with you. And if I got any negativity, I don't want to be bothered with it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think Chevy, like, I think all, this is exactly how I feel about it. And I, I also feel like uh, it's difficult when, um, you know, you realize that when you, when you lose trust in someone, mm-hmm. I think it's a situation where you, maybe realize that you were more of a friend to somebody and you thought that the same thing was happening and it wasn't happening. And so you feel a little bit like left out Mm -hmm. and a little bit like 
I told myself I wasn't going to do this. And I don't like to get my heart broken. Exactly. And, and you know, I'm afraid of that. So when, when you lose trust, whether it's with a, with a partner, a romantic mm-hmm. partner or a friend, that breaking up with hanging out with that person or knowing that person is just like a breakup. Yeah. It's just like it's it. It's just like and a breakup. And you'll feel the same way and you'll hurt the same way because you'll, you know, you'll find yourself going, oh, I got to call so-and-so. And then you realize I can't call so-and-so. Right. Because I told myself... I wasn't going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And if I go back to that, I'm I'm allowing that behavior. I can forget. I can forgive that mm-hmm. and walk away from it because there's a multitude of reasons, a multitude right. of personalities. Right. But I do believe that there are people out there that are not capable of changing their behavior right. because they don't think the behavior is wrong. Right. And then there are people that look back and go. I can sympathize with mm-hmm. what I've done wrong. Mm-hmm. I can empathize with what I've done wrong because I love that person and I see how much pain I just put them through. Absolutely. And I should not have done that. And yeah. that's the healing part is going up and saying, I'm sorry that I'm fucked up. I'm yeah. so- I don't want to be fucked up. I don't want to do that. And I realize it's taken this long or whatever to go, that was ugly. Mm-hmm. You were behaving ugly. I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. And it does take work. Um, but it shouldn't take that much work. It shouldn't. It shouldn't take no. that much work to not be a dick to people. Right. And say I'm sorry to someone when you when you sit back and you think about their part and your part. Right. And if you know you was wrong, it's okay to say I'm sorry. Right. And I like to get things over with. Baby, I'm sorry if I did something. Right. I even cussed out people when they was wrong towards me, but I know I had said some vicious things. Right. Which I'm, I'm only reacting because of how you reacted. And I go back and say, I'm sorry I said that. Mm-hmm. Because I know my mouth is deadly. And I know I say things that could cut a person real bad. Mm-hmm. But then I could look at their face and tell, like, dang, I really broke them down. Or I really mm-hmm. hurt their feelings. So but it's like, my feelings are hurt, too. But then right, I hate right. to make people feel bad. Because right. that ain't fun for me. I mean, that's we're, we're, we've now been friends for, I'm saying now, not for three decades, but going into three decades yes. for sure. Uh-huh. Well into that. And, you know, we're now reaching our late 40s. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say like, oh, well, we've seen it all and done it all. But we've seen so much. We've seen so much. And we want to see more. Oh, yes, I You know do. what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. But we see it with such similar eyes because we're like, because, you know, we'll be in the same place. And this is with a lot of our friends. Um, We'll be in the same places and we'll just have to like look at each other and be like, you see it. You yep, see it. We you already see it. see it. And then we know when it's like when it's go time. Mm-hmm. When it's um, and that's what I love about you on the microphone because you'll be, you know, you've hosted at every club, every single club that I've ever worked at. You've also, we've both hosted at those places, and you'll be in a crowd where you're like, "We're running this tonight. Uh-huh. We're running this." They're not feeling it. Yeah. Or you'll be out there, and you might be like, "This crowd wants me out here for 25 minutes, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give it to them." Yeah. And so I, I really hope that. We're able to work with young people that are able to see that and they can reap the benefit of that. Right. And we can reap the benefit of their youth. Uh-huh. We can learn from them as right. well. Yeah, you know it's I mean? all that learning teaching process. I think so. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having this me. Finally. Great. I know, right? <laughs> Everybody been like, go on, very tactical. Like, baby, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. But I was nervous. I, I ain't going to lie. I was super nervous no. because on my end, it was such a high demand. A like, lot of people. People was like, am all my males or whatever, go on there, you know, go on there, go on there. I'm like, oh, my God. And I didn't want to let nobody down because now it's like, oh, they want me on here. And I'm like, oh, God, if I get on here and I suck. <laughs> you could never. You could never. You're the original. You're the original viral queen. You're the original person who speaks extemporaneously. Like, mm-hmm. you speak. You can speak on anything and everything. And people are always like, I never thought of it that way, and I mm-hmm. fucking see it the exact same way. Yeah. I mean, so you've been doing this since really for years. Yeah. For years on YouTube, on your phone, mm-hmm. on Facebook. Uh, you know, people people definitely wanted to see us here together. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I of course get a million people that are like, When are you gonna how come you don't have Jasmine? And you're I like, know. It's not that how come I don't? don't. They <laughs> also don't realize that you know, you don't live right here. Right. <laughs> you don't live right here. You, yeah. So it's like that with a lot of guests. Is they yeah. I think they just get excited because they want to see mm-hmm. the friendships. Yes. Absolutely. They like, they like seeing it. Yeah. I love that. Thank you all so much for listening and watching Very Delta. We come out every Monday. Subscribe to Mom Podcast right here on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode. And search for Very Delta on your favorite podcast apps. Subscribe to Mom Plus for even more Very Delta. And you can send all of your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Delta Work. Where can everybody find you? 
Facebook, Jasmine Masters. Uh-huh. Instagram, Miss MS Jasmine Masters. Uh, TikTok, Miss Jasmine Masters. Uh-huh. I don't have Twitter. You don't have Twitter? <laughs> I don't have Twitter. You don't have Twitter? No. Did you ever have, uh, what was the other one everybody got porn off of? What was that one that everybody, Tumblr? No. Did you ever look at Tumblr? No. I, Tumblr don't, I, I, don't, I stopped doing the apps and like the, with them, the Adam for Adam and uh-huh. I, I, I don't do the apps. You don't do the apps? Girl, no. I'm no, Tumblr, Tumblr was like a website with just oh, porn it was. pictures. Yeah. Well, who pictures? Porn. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not I even mean, I don't porn. think it was supposed to be just yeah. porn, but you know. Yeah, that's if, like Twitter. Every time I did, when I did have a Twitter, I just see more dick, balls, and ass. And mm-hmm. then, what's going on oh. here? Oh, <laughs> not the ball. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can also follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Very Delta, because if you're not, you're really only getting half the Delta. Join me next week right here. And until then, make sure you keep things Very Delta. Bye. This episode of Very Delta was brought to you by Orange Diamond, the official emoji of the Very Delta show. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. 